The Modern Esther podcast is designed for Christian women who God has called to a career. Our goal is to identify the modern Esther in all women and to leave you feeling empowered with the mission to glorify God in your vocation. Everybody, this is Amy Robinson, and I'm here with Danielle Pickenbaugh, and you guys are listening to the Modern Esther. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so before we dive in, um, and you know, I guess kind of start talking about why we're doing this podcast, we just wanted to first introduce ourselves and talk about, um, you know, our backgrounds, how Amy and I met. And give you kind of an idea and setting the stage of why this became such an important part of our life. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so, Danielle and I met um, about four, maybe five years ago. Um, we were in a discipleship group together, and um, immediately, I would say almost immediately, we became really good friends. Um, we yeah. kind of hit it off and we clicked as friends. and. Uh, shared a lot of the same goals and a lot of the same values. And so we um, instantly became good friends. And our friendship has just grown over these past several years um, into what it is today. And now we're the podcast duo. <laughs> we're the podcast duo. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so funny. But so, I mean, a little bit about me specifically. This is Amy. Um, I, I've been married for about four years to my husband, Brandon, and he is a wonderful guy. I'm, I'm so fortunate to have him in my life. Um, we are probably, and you probably would agree with this, Danielle, but we're like polar opposites mm-hmm. though. So we, yeah. I would hope that we compliment one but another. But amazing. I love, <laughs> I love them so much. They're so cute. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Brandon and I, we don't have kids yet, but we would love to have children one day. Um, maybe we kind of feel like maybe God hasn't given us kids yet because of timing. Cause his, part, his timing is so perfect. And Brandon and I are both in school and we both work full time. Um, I work for a financial institution and I go to law school at night. So, um, I'm in finance, which is a pretty demanding job for the most part. And then I'm also in law school. So that's kind of crazy. So I think God knows what he's doing, not throwing a kid in the mix right now anyway. So, <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I come from a huge family. I've, I've been in the central Kentucky area all of my life and most of my family is still around this area. Um, my family is, is definitely a priority in my life. I love my family and I'm, I'm just very close to most of the people in my family. So, um, that's a big thing for me. I, um, I'm definitely a Christian. Obviously you guys hopefully know that by now, but, um, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus and, um, and I just want to be more like him every day. That's kind of my goal with everything is I want to be God's hands and feet and I want to be just more like Jesus every single day in my life. Mm -hmm. And some days I succeed in that more than others, but that's the goal. Um, so, at a, you know, we've talked a little bit about the podcast and we'll go into a little bit more detail, but I guess the reason for me um, that I wanted to be involved in this and that Danielle and I decided to even do this is that this this has been on our hearts for a while. Um, we prayed about this. We've, we've talked and vented about some of the um, issues that we face as women in the church who are also career-oriented women. And... Um, 
and and that's kind of the real reason. But at a very very young age, God put it on my heart that you know He wanted me to go far in education. He wanted me to um, get formal education, and that I wanted to be a lawyer. And that was from a, a like I said, a very young age, early before I was even a teenager. That was laid on my heart. Um, and you know, I, my path to law school and my path to being an attorney is not the most traditional path. Um, but I think that it built character along the way and God has really, um, seen it through and he's really blessed me in the way that he's actually played all of this out. Um, but I think that specifically back to the podcast, <clears throat> um, this, this, um, this podcast is obviously about women who work, um, women in the Bible who are work career oriented women. And I think that sometimes our vocations can be our mission field. And for me, that's what I feel like this mm-hmm. is. Um, the, yeah. I don't, I don't work because I want to just work or I don't work even because I love what I do because I do love what I do and I hope I will love the law, but I work because I feel like God has called me to work. Um, It's more than just a want or a desire or even something on my heart. It is a calling from God to do what I do and I think that, um, that as women we just need to really understand that, that some women are called to do certain things and some women are called to do other things. And it's all about listening to God and being genuine with him and and listening to his genuine guidance. But, um, but I feel called to these professions and, um, and I just think that that's my purpose here with this podcast. I think, yeah, and and I love what you say about, like, you're called to work, because we're going to talk about that a lot. Like, vocation is a calling, right? It's mm-hmm. not a, it's not, it's more than a career. That's why right. it's so important that we put that in the, um, kind of the meaning of, of the, the Modern Esther podcast, but yeah, and I agree with you 100% that that is exactly the way I feel too, and I think that it took me a little bit longer to figure out my calling, but um, but I, I, like Amy, grew up a Christian. Um, I do believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose again, and um, for that I am forever free. And I think it took me a little bit longer than I would have liked to admit to learn what it lived, you know, what it took to live in that kind of freedom. I'm, I'm still learning what that means. But um, I did. I grew up in Kentucky, in Simpsonville, Kentucky. Um, it's about an hour outside of Lexington, right outside of Louisville, it's rural until they got the huge, what is it? It's that huge mall. The, got, outlet. the outlet mall. Yeah. Why did I forget that? <laughs> but it's the huge outlet mall. It's really nice. Go there. Say hello. Um, but it's super fun. I went to a Christian Academy of Louisville, um, a Christian school from kindergarten through 12th grade. And, uh, it was great. And I, you know, I have to give Cal, um, a lot of credit in my biblical education because by the time I was a senior, I'd probably read the Bible two or three times, you know, cover to cover and really got schooled in apologetics and, um, what it, what it meant and what it felt like to be a Christian. But honestly, I have to attribute how I learned to pray and how I learned to listen to God by my parents. I mean, they were not just there to talk about the scripture, but they were there to model it. And so Mike and Lois are my parents. They've been married with, will be 33 years this October. Congratulations, you guys. Um, I have an amazing sister, Keena, who's been married to Carrie 
Uh, they have Connor and Cameron. Cameron is much older, and he is more like a brother to me, so I feel like I have Kina and and Cameron. Um, and so I might talk about Cameron a lot. I, lo- I, love, I love them both. Everybody's wonderful. Um, very supportive family. Um, after I graduated Cal, I went to UK. Amy went to University of Kentucky, too. I did. We are huge UK fans. Go Cats. Huge. Um, so... No offense to all you Louisville fans or anybody else. We still love you. Jesus Jesus loves you too. He just loves us more. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, um, but no, so huge UK fans. Went there, got a bachelor's in a science of uh, biology, and then I got a minor in family studies. Wanted to do something in the medical field. Definitely felt called to be an MD. And then God kind of changed everything around when I was in college. I... Um, I'm very close to my mom. She's like my hero. And so she got diagnosed with trigeminal neuralgia in my freshman year of college. And it's a very terrible face pain. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to see someone you love go through so much, and yet she's so strong. You know, she hides her pain so well. You would never know it. She doesn't want anyone to feel sorry for her. Um, but you love her and you do notice, you know, you, I mean, the, the ones who love her, you know, see her and she's, she's amazing. She's truly inspirational. And I think that I wanted what I could do, what I felt like I could do to help her, whatever that would be. So I decided to, and God definitely had a lot of play in this. I mean, he was like, no med school, yes, grad school. So I was like, okay, I'll get on this. After I fight with you 5,000 times, <laughs> I'll go to grad school. And I did. And it was, um, the most uh, isolating and wonderful and powerful experience I've ever had in my life. And what I mean by that is, like, I had had Christian friends growing up, Christian friends, I even met really good Christian friends in college. And so there was the partiers and stuff like that, but it was okay. Like, I didn't feel pressure. But I had never been in an environment there I walked into and they said, why, you know, how can you be a scientist and also you know, be a Christian. So here I am pursuing a PhD in physiology and they just think it's totally, um, you know, it just doesn't make sense for someone who loves Jesus to be working in science. It's illogical is a good word for it. But then I often felt like when I would go into church, I would feel guilty for wanting something different. And well, and I think we'll get back to that, you know, point in a minute, but that, you know, it kind of stemmed from there, this idea of, should I feel guilty for wanting a career and staying in the lab late, you know, and Amy and I, Amy makes a really good point about that being your mission field, because I was having the worst day ever in grad school. I was sitting there looking at my computer Data wasn't going well for all of you PhD students. You totally know what that means. Just terrible day in data. Boss is not quite happy with you. Um, and you don't know what to do. You're just very distracted, very distraught. And so I was like, okay, I God, like, why don't I just go quit grad school and go to another country and just love on those people and be a missionary? And I even remember the story because I told I remember mm-hmm. I told and I will never forget what God said. He said, name all the people in your lab. And so I wrote them all down. I named them all. And then he said, now, name the countries that they're from. And it was five different countries. Mm-hmm. 
And I just, I mean, just, I just, what felt like was so, just so true of what God said, like just so explicit, like, so why would you want to go to all these other countries when I've brought all these other countries to you? And I think that it was in that moment that it made me realize that whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, like you can serve the Lord and you will serve the Lord if he's brought you there, especially, and he will bring you through it. And, um, and so in the, I guess the winter of 2000 and, 14 it was I got I graduated and um with the focus of oral facial pain that was what I was trying to study to help my mom and um and then I decided to kind of take a postdoc in a couple of different other fields of neuroscience to see if I wanted to stay in science or go back to oral facial pain and I think that eventually like the the cry for what I really wanted to do is just help patients like my mom and see other patients like her and what that called for was a clinical degree and so now I am currently back in school pursuing a dental degree to get my um to be a dentist and so I can then get certified in oral facial pain and help patients like that so it's been an interesting journey I wouldn't suggest going to school for all of your 20s uh, but, but, and most of my family said, are you done yet? Or no, I know I'm a professional student. That's no, I'm done after this. I'm done. But it's taught me a lot. And like, God is definitely very good at that. But I've also learned that, um, that's not your whole life. You know, I put off love for a really long time. Um, speaking of, I am, I just got married last July to an amazing man. I've waited a very, very long time to find someone that what God would call is God's best. And what's so interesting is he went to the same high school as I did, but it wasn't until 15 years later we started dating. And so I know this is a little side note, and maybe we'll have an episode about this too, but <clears throat> ladies, like if you are still single or you have had a heartbreak or you've gone through a divorce, I don't know, like... I, I do believe in soulmates, and mm-hmm. I know that oh, because, yeah. like, there my soul would not fit with another. Yep. And um, I'll start, I'll start crying. But God is just God is really good, and God is really holy in everything, and His path is um, tremendous. So, with that being said, um, I kind of met Amy, like she said, you know, when I, you know about five years ago when I was in grad school, and she was kind of deciding like. I think I'm really going to pursue this law degree. Yeah. And we were kind of, we were there actually with two of our other best friends and a couple of other like hardworking, um, you know, working outside of the house women yeah. pursuing their careers. And so it was kind of interesting. Our huddle, our, yeah. excuse me, a huddle is what we call the discipleship group here in mm-hmm. Lexington. And it was really strong oh, yeah. with, filled with women who, um, filled with with women who were just strong people yeah. in general, strong but people, loved yeah. the Lord and also had great career aspirations and were mothers. Some were mothers, some were not. Some were married, some were not. Yeah. Just a very diverse group of women. Um, and we love you guys. I know we know yeah. you're listening. We love you all. So. <laughs> um, Definitely. <clears throat> but yeah, no. So it was good because they. I think we were all just coming from this a very similar place. And yep. then from that, like, friendships were built. And we just started realizing kind of last fall when two of 
the girls from that who have become Amy and I's best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, who we take um, an annual girls trip do. with. Every year we're three years in running. Three years so. in running. This year will be four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we love it. But um, but yeah, we, we had talked at our last girls trip that there was just this, um, still this, I guess, lost in translation group of women mm-hmm. um, that leads to this isolation Mm-hmm. And it can be very dangerous because women who are Christians who are pursuing a career sometimes just feel lost. Right. We feel um, we feel unaccepted, and we we've talked about this, and you'll hear this as, as a recurring theme. But you feel unaccepted in the church, which is supposed to be so welcoming to you. And I don't even know that it's intentional. We don't want this no. to be bashing anything, bashing the church especially, but, um, you know, you just don't feel accepted in that because you feel like sometimes the teachings seem to lean towards this woman who doesn't have this career aspiration. And then you go into the career field where you think you'll be accepted there and you're accepted for your merits, but you're not accepted in Christ. And so where do you fit in and where do you go and Mm -hmm. who can you really trust? Who can you rely on? And, um, what does scripture say about it in general? I mean, what does God's word actually say? about these feelings that we have and um well and being a woman like that yeah that's a really good point too because that's actually what we kind of started you know talking about because it was it was like so god if you don't want us to have a career or mm-hmm. do this i think you and i would be totally fine leaving it you know yeah right right so you know it became kind of these things they don't talk about it a lot at church so it, it became the question for me at least was well is it even in the Bible? Mm-hmm. You know, are, are there women with careers in the Bible? Yeah. Are there women that work outside the home in the Bible? Yeah. And were they still able to love and serve you mm-hmm. and do your work? And yeah. so um, that kind of became my question. So we went through and we looked. And, um, of course, you know, there were the amazing ones that we know, like Esther. And I think for Esther, she she and I were always, I mean, you're always been tight with Esther. I love Esther. <laughs> Who, I mean, do you love Esther? Or did I you love have another Esther. One I would have named my daughter Esther if I have a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I love Esther. You love Esther. <clears throat> she might yeah. be my favorite woman in the Bible, actually. So why do you love, I mean, why do you love her so much? I just think Esther has this combination of charm and intelligence and physical beauty, but only because of inward beauty, mm. you know, came up from from a poor position. She wasn't, you know, I mean, she not necessarily poor, but she was an orphan, you yeah. know. She wasn't, um, I just, I like her story. I think that, and, and the fact that it's true, it's about a woman who really um, stood up against not only her husband, not only a man, but the king, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, she stood up, not not stood up in a way that was abrasive and rude and hateful, but in a way that was effective yeah, and saved God's people. Absolutely. And I just, I love her for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think... For, yeah, very similar for me, like, when I was growing up, she was the only one that, like, seemed like she had an impact mm-hmm. on, like, a huge... Right. You know, a huge... Like, she was she had, she had was placed there, right, for such a time as this, mm-hmm. but it was like God chose a woman to do that. Yeah. 
and then and that was like unheard of so it was like women yeah you know and like I mean I'll admit like growing up like you know I wanted to be a doctor my whole life so I had plenty of people tell me no you cannot Mm -hmm. because you are a woman yeah and I and I'm so glad to see this um, transition in that in this day and age but Mm -hmm. it's crazy that it was still happening you know I mean we're you know we're not that old. Yeah. I, yeah. And even though I just turned 30, but it is, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's still just kind of crazy to think that that was what was being told. But, you know, to think about how bad it was in her time mm-hmm. and to see that God still saw women as valuable. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and then, you know, so kind of looking at more women Amy and I did realize there's over 100 women mentioned in the Bible, mm-hmm. and all of them actually, whether it's a small world or a big role, is impactful in some way. Mm-hmm. And with that, there was even um, women with careers. And mm-hmm. I think that when we started kind of diving through and just listing some of these 100 women with the careers, it became evident that this was more than just mm-hmm. a blog a week. This yeah. was like a podcast yeah you know and it was like plus it's easier for me to talk than write I can't even spell women without spelling it a n so (laughs) I hear yeah and I think um you know we we definitely and we've said this and we want to reiterate this that this is not a this people women who don't women who work in the home women who have children and stay at home with them please listen to this and and understand that um we are all members of the body of Christ but we are different parts of the body of Christ and mm-hmm. God has yeah. called us to different things and Danielle and I feel and many of our friends feel that God has called us to a career that that is why we're in the career let's be clear about that you know we love what we do and we're very passionate about it but we would not be doing it had God not called us to do it the same way that God calls women to stay at home with their children or to go to the missions in Africa or um, to be deacons at church or whatever that is um God has called us to this and we don't want to downplay anyone's role in the body of Christ because we realize that he has called us to do different things and yeah. this is just what he's called us to do. I, absolutely. Yeah. Touche, Amy. <laughs> Thanks. I agree. But yeah, we actually, we can't wait to unfold um, all these different women. We don't want to spoil who they are yet, but obviously Esther is going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, she's going to be the first big woman that we talk about. And all we want to do is just provide a different perspective on some of the better known heroines of the Bible and then reveal some of the lesser known ones. Mm -hmm. And then we want to just, you know, hopefully talk to women who are in our shoes, in your shoes, who've gone through different circumstances, you know, in our day of age, um, that can relate to Mm -hmm. this vocation on their life. Um, so as you begin to just walk through the lives of these women, we hope that you just start to see that God did plant women just like you in scripture. Um, and that you are not atypical. You are not forgotten. You are not unloved. You are not odd. But you are set apart. You are different. And you do have a purpose. You are, in fact, the modern Esther.